0: welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock here on a kind of football Friday. Cardinals head to Santa Clara this Sunday to take on the San Francisco 49ers. But that's not what people want to talk about. They want heads to roll, baby. Cardinals (laughs) and their fan base. A mere four days away from the NFL's Black Monday. And uh, the biggest question on everybody's mind, Bill, is Cliff Kingsbury going to be the head coach of this team in the next week? Yeah, I mean, just like the last couple
1: weeks, as far as the team goes, it feels like the game is at least secondary, right? Yeah. At the very least, secondary. At the most, you know, uh, I, I don't know where to say th- this game. It, the J.J. Watt being his final game of his 12-year N- NFL career, yeah, and he's kind of putting the finishing touches on that, the, the Hall of Fame uh, career, then that, that I get that. But as far as, you know, the storyline surrounding this team, it's it's changed. Is, yeah. is, is it, are we watching the final game of Cliff Kingsbury where this fan base
0: is begging, it's pleading that we are? Yeah, you got a chance to talk to Cliff yeah. today. About that, and you know, kudos to Cliff. No one likes to be asked about their job security. What's going to happen to you? Are you going to be fired in four days, Cliff Kingsbury? But it it comes on the heels of yesterday. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a show, but Vance Joseph spoke candidly to reporters, confirming two things, Bo, that he did get extended with everybody in the Mm offseason, but yet he has not been reassured he'd be back next season. Right, and I I actually really appreciated
1: what Vance Joseph said. He's he's been very transparent and very matter-of-fact as far as his conversation and realistic. I mean, he's, he's not uh, oblivious to what's been going on as far as this organization on the field, off the field and their struggles, all of the above uh, that, you know, he, he was asked if he's been reassured that he's coming back. He said he hasn't been given any reassurances. And he says, as far as, you know, wins, they didn't have enough in that column to really justify coming back for the most part. Now I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what Vance Joseph said. He's very, he's very aware of the status of this team and realizes the business of this of this league that if you're not winning,
0: there's the odds are they're going to move off of you. And I love that mindset from Vance Joseph because at the end of the day, and we've heard it, you can make a lot of excuses for this franchise as to why they're not getting it done on Sunday's Bull Brock. Yeah. But they're the end of the day, they have one home win in a calendar year plus two months. One in seven this year at State Farm Stadium. I just... You can, you can sell me on the fact that they've got guys banged up. They haven't drafted well. You can't put it on mm-hmm. the coaches. That's Kimes doing blah, blah, blah. When push comes to shove and they take the field, they have been a putrid, putrid home team and a team that, frankly, is 10 to 15 games under five hundred dating back to last year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you can point to injuries, and they've played a significant role in this team underachievingly, underachieving this season, but... It's it's there's a bigger issue here, and and it's not as far as there's also a ceiling as far as the guy that you have in place as your head coach. Yeah, and I think that he, you've sh- he's been dealt most every hand you can be dealt right. in the four seasons he's been a head coach, and one looks okay, right? Last year they go eleven and six, especially the great start you get a good starting hand. Mm-hmm. But if he's not dealt a good starting hand, he can't hang. No, he, he's shown that he just can't hang, and then. He tapers off and, and gets bluffed out by the rest of the coaches and out uh schemed by the rest of the coaches. It seems at the end of the season, when when the NFL teams are making adjustments at the end of the year, uh Cliff Kingsbury has not been able to hang at the NCAA
0: level and at the at the NFL level. And you got some numbers I want to get into, but yeah. I just it's it's worth pointing out with no pun intended, you're never playing with a full deck in the NFL. Like Kyler Murray. Missed, what, two games this year before his ACL injury. Mm -hmm. I get he was banged up, but you're paying Kyler Murray a premium. You need to win those games. You need to win those games when you're against the Geno Smiths of the world. And you got your ass swept. You got you lost both times to rebuilding Seahawks' team. I mean, you are what your record is. And injuries aside, like Bruce Aarons would go out there and win with Drew Stanton. Mm -hmm. He'd win with Blaine Gabbert. You knew, even with Carson Palmer out, you could go to State Farm Stadium and say, I'm going to get, number one, a spirited effort, and I think we can get a dub here because Bruce Aarons is our coach. So you're telling me if you keep Cliff Kingsbury, and we're not hearing that they're going to keep him, but I'm just talking in the hyperboles here. You keep Cliff, Mm -hmm. and guys go down next year. By the way, you're starting without Kyler Murray for the first, what, four weeks at least? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, we just going to concede because of injuries? The fans don't want to hear that. Play through injuries, right? Elevate guys that you haven't been able to do before. We saw this team humming last year when everything was going right. You brought in a bunch of veteran leadership, Watt, A.J. Green, James Conner and company, to take that and fill that leadership void. And you were the talk in the NFL, the toast of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And then shit hit the fan, and how did you respond as a franchise? I mean, it's been the most embarrassing, I think, season culminating on and off the field that we've seen since they moved to the desert ball. Yeah, because
1: what, what, they, they bought into... This roster, especially after things collapsed at the end of last year, and a lot of people who were skeptical were validated, right? Yeah. At the, as far as they saw the seven and and0 team at the time, and they're like, ah, they're fraudulent. Like yeah. they were this year's Vikings yeah. last year, um, and, and and then some. And then this off season. The front office, Steve Keim at the time, like they pretty much moved forward with the status quo. I mean, what were the the big moves? I mean, they signed Will Hernandez. Uh, and Nick Vigil.
0: To, right, uh, Nick Vigil, the and
1: they and they bring in Hollywood Brown. But outside of that, there weren't any significant moves to improve this roster.
0: Yeah, they treated the team like they were not 9-0 entering the offseason. Exactly. Like, forget about the second half guys and the collabs. And they used that right. as an excuse. Like, we had a bunch of guys go down. Hopkins was gone. Kyler was banged up. Okay, and then it culminated this year when you had injuries you didn't have Hopkins are we making it how long are we going to make excuses for this franchise we're not going to do that on PHNX Cardinals because Bo you've got some numbers that are pretty damning on Cliff Kingsbury yeah
1: but it also the way they kind of came away from last season it's the meme where you see the guy he's popping champagne he's being absurd on a podium and he's biting the metal and then you realize like they pan out and he's on like the th- fourth place yeah. podium. Yeah. like that's how they treated last year. Like they wanted to hang a banner after a seven and zero start. And it's just like, no, this fan base is hunger for more. This is a team that's played in the Super Bowl before. Why do not you act like those it? two teams in your division? I don't care how you finish the regular season. We're in the NFC right. title game. They you were. were not right. You, you were, didn't participate. In you that. were drubbed on in wild card round on Monday Night Football. You made a fool of this fan base in front of the Mannings, and for that, I'll never forgive you. But <laughs> as far as these numbers as far as under Cliff Kingsbury for yeah. the Arizona Cardinals. And this isn't just, you know, this last season and a half. This yeah. is his entire tenure. If you look at his record from December on, he's six and sixteen. Hmm. Six and sixteen, that's a 37 win percentage. If you look from November on, uh, it's 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 even worse. I mean, it's 10, 21, and one. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's his, that's his record at State Farm Stadium. His Ooh. record from November on is 10-26. and 26. Mm. Not. It's, it's even worse. So mm. that's a 38-win percentage. It's just this team, Cliff Kingsbury, does not win games late in the season.
0: He just doesn't. So that's you're, undeniable. So you're going to tell me without Kyler Murray to begin the season next year, at least for a couple games, they're going to bank on, if they bring him back, no Kyler, Kyler comes back, Cliff will write everything in the second half of the season with a quarterback right. coming off an ACL. Right. Hello. Something
1: he's never done. Hello, wake up. Wake Ten up. Ten seasons. Ten Wait.
0: seasons as a as
1: a head coach from Texas Tech to now, 2013 through the 2022 season. Ten seasons at the helm of a of a major college program or an NFL team. He hasn't finished. And then you're just gonna say, Well, he's
0: due. That ain't going to turn this fan base around. Let me if- tell you right now a take that needs to be put in the grave. I don't want to hear it ever again. Uh, well, Cliff needs an OC. No, no, no. Cliff Kingsbury was an offensive guru savant that was supposed to come here and manufacture, no matter the talent, top five to 10 offenses, right? If there was a time to get him an OC, like a Jim Caldwell senior offensive advisor, it was last offseason. And they fucked that up. They opted not to do that they didn't make changes to the offensive staff so I I'm sorry I am not of the mindset we'll just get Cliff who's an elite leader of men an offensive coordinator what would you say you do here if you're not calling plays Cliff Kingsbury I'm a people person I can't that that take I can't stomach anybody say it. if you guys have that um thought process in the comments I respect how you got there it it will never be rational to me
1: there's one of 32. That's what the Cardinals' head coaching position is, and if you don't have a guy that can elevate your roster when it's down, then you, you don't have the right guy. No, it, it these it's you don't just Cliff. It's admirable how he's kind of operated this season. A he's great a great human being. Yeah, he's a good human being. What you heard from Vance Joseph, what he told us yesterday, is he's kept the same mentality as he did last year. But also, that's part of the problem. Too. Right, it's like you can't have the same approach when you're seven and zero when you're. You're three and seven, or whatever they were, you know, now four and 13, and, and they are or almost four and 13. You just can't keep the same mentality. It's good to be even keel, but your approach has to change, right? Because well, it's not producing the same results as
0: it did. Well, I'm going to talk quickly about Kyler Murray here and how he fits into all of this because, I mean, it was documented that Cliff and Kyler came into the season with a, I, 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 I want to say, a souring relationship. They did not communicate, they had to use, the offensive coordinator, QB coach, Cam Turner, as really the kind of buffer between the two, and then they had to have like a come-to-Jesus moment before the Charger game to get on the same page, and then Kyler tears is ACL. So I'm sorry, you're going to go into this offseason assuming that that relationship is fine if you keep Cliff Kingsbury around? But what part of that makes sense to do? It, it'd be one thing if they were lockstep, best friends, Kyler is pounding the table for Cliff Kingsbury, everything we've heard from Jeremy Fowler and Josh Weinfuss, who was on this show two weeks ago, is Kyler and his people want to change. And who's the easier person to move off of? The quarterback who's worth $230 million in his contract that he just signed or the head coach that, yeah, he signed an extension. He's the fourth highest paid coach in the NFC West still. Let's let's be real about that.
1: Well, if you look at Kyler Murray's just professional resume right, uh, coming in the league, and this is under Cliff Kingsbury, you know, uh, offensive rookie of the year two-time pro bowler took a major step backwards in during this season right as far as production as right. far as what you saw from the play on the field before the season ending acl injury but i don't think i mean there's more good in kyler's game and on his resume that would prove that it was a little fluky this season that he's not damaged goods that the bad habits aren't instilled in him and, and you can't you can't work him out with the right leadership right but Cliff Kingsbury, what what we've I've been trying to point out, and the numbers don't lie.
0: As far as ten years as a head coach, it's it's just it's not a sample size anymore. No, it, it's undeniable. Joel in the chat, you know, hard knocks. If you guys have been able to watch that and watch our post game show, we appreciate that. How many times did you see Cliff and Kyler talking? I couldn't couldn't think of one time. Every time they're in the quarterback room, it was like Colt engaging with Cliff or Colt engaging with Kyler. Like the two of them. I mean, I, I would imagine that their relationship. You said that. Cliff says he still texts Kyler. Yeah, I mean, I mean that, yeah. that's probably the extent of their relationship—a text every once in a while. So, I, again, it's this is going to feel like today. I'm not as—I don't think their relationship is as sour as, as you
1: think it is. But I mean, as far as a working relationship, I don't—I don't think that there's
0: a, a good way that you can kind of recontract. Kingsbury thing. had a source go to ESPN and, and make sure to highlight that Kyler was late to practice. How do you think that sat with Kyler Murray?
1: I don't know if you can say that was cliff giving a source. Well, I feel like Cliff <laughs> threw uh, how how would anybody else I mean know? the article is it it does paint as far as the the suspects in this case, right? People close to Cliff King's Bidwill, Kyler, and Cliff, it who's it paint to look the best. And is the victim of this this tragedy, wow. right, Mr. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury. Ooh. So I I can see how you assume that, but and I'm not walking back for anybody's reason here. I just think we need to, it. It just needs to be said. As far as yeah, I I'm not. I still think that it, it's it's not toxic. It's not Kyler dislikes Cliff or that he dislikes their working relationship. But I think he knows that things can be better.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we all we all agree. That Cliff Kingsbury and we're gonna uh, we're gonna pile on Cliff over the course of the next couple days because it's just the speculation of whether or not he'll be back. And I think that we're we're coming down the home stretch here. I saw some odds that you know it wasn't as bad as earlier. It's not minus seven hundred. It's back to like minus one fifty or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you've got you know Ian Rappaport reporting on Jody Ayer's show this morning mm-hmm. that. You know, he hasn't heard anything. He wouldn't be surprised if Cliff was gone. Albert Brewer said the same thing, but we don't have anything definitive. And until we have something definitive, we can't sit up here and say it's a done deal. We want to believe the reports, like Al kicked the coverage earlier this week. We tried to get Armando on the show. He was traveling, mm-hmm. but he thinks it's a done deal, all but a done deal. And so, so- this, he
1: called it a, a worst kept secret. I mean, and that's a guy that's reported on the NFL for th- close to three decades. He's a he's what a Hall of Fame voter. Mm-hmm. He's an All Pro voter. So I mean, he's not just going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. I I I think anybody it's the numbers we're we're giving you today. You've watched this team play the last couple seasons, and you know we've seen how this organization has operated. That it's it's probably it's just time for a change, mm-hmm. right? I don't think it's probably time for a change. I mean, It's the educated guess. What we heard you 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 told me that on. Jody showed today that Kent Summers, who's covered this team for a long time, said it's probably a 60% chance he's gone. And that's, yeah. you know, that those are, I don't think anybody's saying. That say number, scare, be, that no, number but, scares me a little bit. No, but it should, right? You, you should say that it's it's more definitive than that, yeah. right? Maybe get approach 85, 90. Some people say anything in a 100 is not is <laughs> not good enough. It's too low. Uh, but, I mean, we know how this organization operates sometimes. And yeah. it's, it's not sometimes most of the things all they the do is is against the grain all the time uh but i i don't think that there's any wiggle room from this like i, I think you would see a mass uh a bunch of fans who are season ticket holders just they would they would cancel their season tickets okay it's i'm like going to set, set the design. stage for yeah. you so
0: you're you're there you're at the facility monday and michael bidwell comes out and he says and i posed this to Bo before the show and i was surprised by how he reacted so it's michael it's cliff and it's like Adrian Wilson, mm-hmm. and Adrian Wilson is there. Yes, is the new GM, but he's there to also soften the public relations blow. In Michael's mind, that Cliff coming back, because Michael knows Cliff isn't popular. So let me get a Dub, who's already in house. I'm going to promote him, and people are going to be more lenient on me. Do you think that's re- a reality? Do I think it's reality? It's
1: it's a maybe the worst of all realities. Okay, not not the a Dub part, but that that's not gonna that's not gonna change anybody's mind. There, people's mind has been made up this season. It was on the fence at best after last season, after the collapse. And now it, they they feel validated. And it's it's turned a lot of people who believed in Cliff Kingsbury's minds changed their mind this season. And it's now I think that this fan base, the overwhelming majority, believe a change needs to be made at the head coach position. And if it's not, you're going to have a lot of people turn off the TV for Cardinals games. A lot of season ticket holders sell their tickets and not buy into this organization in the belief that they want to be
0: winners. Yeah. Keith Murphy, thank you so much. $1.99 Super Chat. Keith says, 49er fan here. Well, welcome, friend. Please sign Cliff to a lifetime contract. I bet you'd like that, Cliff. I bet you'd like that, Keith. But thank you for the Super Chat. Nonetheless, great comments. Keep them coming. I want to continue this discussion with Bo because a bunch of players... Don't look like they're going to play ahead of Sunday's finale. It's going to be tough. They're a 14-point underdog, and they're going in without a full deck. Starts with James Conner at running back is not likely to play at all. He actually, he's officially out. Yeah, I mean, it's a bloodbath as far as this injury report goes.
1: And, you know, it's the this final game of the future Hall of Famer J.J. Watt's career. It's going to be J.J. Watt and then everybody else. It's not going to be look anything that resembles the starters that they went into the 2022 season with. Yeah. You got Zach Allen, of course, out. He had hand surgery. Saw him at the in the locker room today. No Robbie Anderson. Back issue. No Zayvon Collins. As excited as maybe Hard Knocks made you about Zayvon Collins. He's officially out. As he said, no James Conner after the shin issue. Uh, Antonio Hamilton out. DeAndre Hopkins was already ruled out. And, of course, Colt McCoy was shut down. Mm. And then you're looking at Marco Wilson, who's out. Victor Dumikage is questionable. Lecky Futu, questionable. Josh Jackson, who just re-signed with the team last week. Questionable. I mean, it's just an absolute bloodbath as far as who's available. JJ Watt in his final game's even hurt. He's got a groin injury. He showed up on the injury report yesterday. So it's the, the team is just is as far from full strength as you could possibly be. Uh, the the reasons to tune in is
0: J.J. Watt. That's pretty much it. Yeah, he's got a groin injury. I've got a bank account injury, gambling on this team all year. You can do the same. Again, 14-point spread on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you download the app now, by the way, sign up with promo code PHNX, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game, get $150 in free bets if you do. Not the spread, mind you. You bet the Moneyline bet. You make $150 in free bets, no questions asked. That's promo code PHNX. Get up, slam the promo code, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for it. details in bow. I am not taking the Cardinals plus 14 as my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm staying away from that game. I could go cheap. I could say 49ers money line, which I do think will happen. I'm going to give everybody plus money right now. I'm going to double down on my DraftKings Pick of the Week from PHNX Bets earlier today with Shane Diefenbach. Houston is getting points at Indianapolis, and you might be saying Houston's terrible. Um, I'm sorry. Has anybody seen the corpse of the Indianapolis Colts (laughs) lately? It's awful, and I think Brandon Cook's coming back. They're going to take the top off the defense in the dome with long-ass neck David Mills and company. I can get Houston right now plus money. You can too. It's my DraftKings Pick of the Week the Houston Texans money line. You absolutely love to see it. Yeah, you love to see that. Next
1: week, you're going to love to see my swing out there at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Just teeing it up, hopefully with you in the chat, watching for the PHNX Tea Party. It's a little cheaper to get yourself into the PHNX Tea Party these days. It's now 36 bucks per person. Great value there. Kids 10 and under, they're going to play for free. You can reserve your spot in the description here in the show notes or wherever you may be finding your podcast. Yeah, a week from today, January 13th, Friday the 13th, 5.30. Hopefully we're going to have a whole week of shows where we're talking about Cliff Kingsbury and moving on from the Kingsbury era and who could be the next Cardinals head coach. Come out and talk some Cardinals football with us or enjoy this PHX Suns watch party that's going to be going on. Of Course, you got the pre game show, you've got the watch party, you got the post game show, plus food and drinks. Of course, this is brought to you by and presented by Four Peaks. So you're going to have some beer samples out there, you're going to have that great food, you're going to have the merchandise contests and prizes. Like the contests, you got cornhole, you got ping pong, as far as you got long drive competitions. You're not going to want to miss out on this. As I said, you want to join us for the PHNX Tea
0: Party presented by Four Peaks. Uh, Jordan P in the chat saying, John Gambadaro of 98.7. Sports uh saying Cliff's contract was fully guaranteed and it's about seven and a half million per year. We know his contract, the first go around was about five and a half yeah. million. So about a two million dollar pay raise. Good for Cliff Kingsbury. Um we that say that like a month ago. Ch- yeah. Cut that check, Michael Bidwell. <laughs> okay. Cut it.
1: Because they they did a breakdown of the highest paid coaches and they didn't have anybody they didn't have anybody at seven and a half or lower. So you can only kind of come to your own conclusion that Cliff's making around seven and a half the minimum yeah
0: the minimum um, for Cliff and again take take some time off Cliff Kingsbury if, if Monday's your last day in the office and know that those those dollars are gonna be coming in everybody <laughs> waiting for his Paradise Valley crib to be put on the market uh I do not anticipate that that seven and a half million dollars a year will be able to pay taxes here in the yeah, valley he can still kind of like maybe verbo it or Airbnb what
1: he prefers hold on to that little baby. Uh, Maybe we'll finally right. get a
0: glimpse of those that mountain. <laughs> yeah, he won't be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he won't be at the facility from sunup to sundown. Brother Nemzi, you guys will shit a brick of Vance is the next head coach. I saw somebody else today talking about they should flip next year and Cliff should be the OC and Vance should be the head yeah, coach. That happens all the time. Only the, only the <laughs> Cardinals would do something like that. Good hell. Mike Flores said Cliff's contract is guaranteed through 2026, the last year isn't guaranteed. Okay. I don't care if all of it's guaranteed for a bajillion dollars. You have to fire Cliff Kingsbury on Monday. Um, let's talk about, let's pivot from Cliff real quick. And assuming he's going to get the job done, not Monday, but Sunday, with an L in Santa Clara. Let's talk about the path to the third overall pick in next April's NFL draft, which, listen, it's it's happy time. Next week, It's we're starting anew, hopefully. The healing can begin, and it's going to hopefully begin with a sweet, sweet impact player in the 2023 draft and the Cardinals currently pick fourth overall. Here is the path right now, friends and family for how the Cardinals sneak their way to the top three in the NFL draft. I'm putting the fraudulent bears and Nate Peterman aside. Cause I hate that franchise that you're purposely trying to lose CHGO. You're dead to me, <laughs> but our saviors out at the NVR, the Broncos and company have literally nothing to play for with a draft pick on the line. So they are trying to win. So here's the deal friends, the Bengals, host the Ravens, Joe Burrow and company host Tyler Huntley. They are a monster favorite. They Mm -hmm. will be playing their starters. If they beat the Ravens, which is likely the chargers. This is important in the afternoon games because Ravens bengals is in the early slate Mm bowl. The chargers will lock up the fifth seed, which means they will play the winner of the AFC South a la Tennessee a la the Jags. Nice matchup for them. Thus the chargers will sit players against the Broncos, who are favored, by the way. You mm-hmm. think the Broncos would be favored if the Chargers weren't sitting players? Um, Hell no. Which means Russell Wilson and company at home, if they beat the Chargers backups and the Cardinals lose to the 49ers, bam, we are guaranteed here, friends. I feel like if Bryce Young goes first overall, CJ Stroud. Either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter as we sit here in early January. That's beautiful. I mean, Dreamin, it's free, but it could become a reality.
1: Yep. It makes it a little bit easier to go from four to three if to to get one of those best non-quarterbacks available. Also, it would it would be kind of uh it would it would hurt Seahawks fans' hearts a little bit. And we like that too we did, being that we a did. Cardinals fan uh show as well. I mean, it, it's just Nice to see their're a little head of schedule. They feel like they're puffing their chest out a little bit. They swept the Cardinals this year. They've got the Broncos pick on top that they kind of uh, they they sent damage goods to Denver as well. so to to get the th- fourth overall pick, I don't think that they're gonna mind that too much. We have endured a shit sandwich
0: yeah. this year. We deserve will Anderson, Jalen Carter, an impact ass kicker from the SEC. You know, I and I think even if they pick fourth, I think one of those guys is still an option. People talk themselves into other players. Quarterbacks are going to go high this year. Mm-hmm. Cardinals are going to be sitting pretty either way, assuming that they don't get a miracle win. They they go down to six overall. Uh, should, the rock. They, should, should they <laughs> should they get a dub? But I I do think there's a very realistic chance. Again, we're get, we're going to count on old old Russ. Get that subway sandwich out, Russ. Get the pregame meal ready to go, get Sierra, everybody, get the whole family there, put on a show. We need vintage Russell Wilson, the same Russell Wilson, mind you, that came to State Farm Stadium last year in Week 18 with nothing to play for and beat the holy hell out of the Cardinals And route to the Cardinals not winning the division. I need to see that Russell Wilson this yeah. weekend because then we can all sit back and have a celebratory party. It's we're gonna We're going to be partying Sunday. We're going to be partying hopefully Monday into next week and route to Four Peaks uh, tea party. I, I can't wait. Yeah, no, I mean – the good stuff starts trending Sunday
1: afternoon, Correct. right? It's going to start to trend in the right direction after eating that shit sandwich all season long, right? So you've got the Cardinals potentially losing, the Broncos winning, the Cardinals securing the third overall pick. You've got Black Monday coming on Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Probably the changing of the guard at the head coaching spot. Maybe some news as far as the GM. Yeah, and then that night you got the Natty. You got Georgia full display. Potentially your next Arizona Cardinal, Jalen God, Carter being an it. ass Great kicker, point. just destroying Max Dugan and the TCU Horn Frogs.
0: I mean, it could be a nice forty-eight hours if it's you gonna, play your cards right. It's going to be the best forty-eight hours this fan base has had. In <laughs> I mean, they'll have lost seven straight games if they lose on Sunday. Cardinal fans deserve this. Mr. Ranger in the chat, love the avatar. Hey, what if Nathan Peterman balls out and wins? Listen, <laughs> I've seen the bears do everything possible to blow this season because they they have, I feel like they've been leading in a lot of third quarters. They were competing against Buffalo. They had the Packers dead to rights. Then The ownerships picked up the bat phone and said, no, no, no. We need to fumble the ball literally in the fourth quarter. So yeah. I Vikings, I think, I feel like after a couple embarrassing performances, Bo mm-hmm. are going to try to get right this weekend against Chicago. That that game is that's that's going to be the most unwatchable game this weekend, I think. Yeah. Vikings at Bears,
1: yeah. And it, like Dylan Richards had a question about the Texas Tech edge, and it's just like that's how important it is to Tyree Wilson. Yeah, and he's he's a great prospect, right? But do you really want to have to take the swing on a guy who's not exactly? Uh, you know, a proven commodity yeah. at the college level. I mean, he's played in the Big 12 at an offensive school, and I know Jordan Brooks has kind of bucked that trend a little bit. You know, like the linebacker for the Seahawks who's been so solid as a first-round pick. Uh, I, I just—that's the difference between potentially picking, you know, f- fourth and third is because if, if you know, teams start to get quarterback hungry and trade out with, like, if it's if it's Denver's pick or, you know, Seattle makes that change— um, or Chicago trades out, you know, and you've got guys like Jalen Carter or Willard Anderson going before the Cardinals select, you're, then, then you're going to have to look at those next-tier prospects. So I just think that that's you, you will s- kind of solidify yourself a, a near-can't-miss guy.
0: Uh, this comment from Arizona Animal absolutely slaps. Can you imagine if we're sitting here, they unveil new uniforms, uh-huh. whomever the head coach is, and you get Will Anderson filling them out come training camp? Holy hell. It'd yeah. be like this year never never happened. It's like, who's that team in those shit uniforms? Who's that <laughs> team losing? Set? I don't know that team. I have a new team now. And it's it's these ass kickers in these new fabulous uniforms. I don't care what they look like. And Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. I'm going to put Producer Emma on the spot. Producer Emma, do we have the draft order by chance from earlier this week? I've got it. Yeah, perfect. I've So there's a question in the chat. It's a good question. If the Cardinals win, Bo, this weekend... How far can they fall? What are the scenarios here? They can stay the same. I know that. No worse than sixth overall. Mm-hmm. That's why the last two weeks losing on last second field goals. I mean, think about if they won those two games. I know a lot of people, we root for wins. Had they won both those games, would Cliff Kingsbury be safe? Would this team be picking in the top 10? <laughs> well, think about, think about the lasting effects that those wins with Trace McSorley and David Blau in front of nobody. In Atlanta or at State Farm Stadium, let's just be real, would have on this on this the tra- trajectory of the franchise. Yeah. Finish the job on Sunday. Finish it. Put a cherry on top. How many times we watch this team win meaningless games in the last quarter of the season and cost them premium draft capital in the process? Here is the order from producer Emma. Thank you so much. For this weekend, the Cardinals again cannot pick any worse than sixth. They can leapfrog only the LA Rams. Should the LA Rams lose, the Colts are losing out. So just be ready because I the Colts are not beating Houston. I, I'm convinced of that. They can't fall below six, right. but they can get as high. Man, could you imagine if they got up to two on Sunday? I can't even. I'm not even going to assume yeah, that that's going to happen. Yeah,
1: just, I, c- I don't want you to set up listeners, viewers, yourself for that type of heartbreak. Let's not do that. That's
0: <laughs> that's, that's greedy. That's I'm already, greedy. It's
1: already kind of unfair what we've done with the Sean Payton talk and. That we're just setting ourselves up for failure, and just yeah. knowing this organization. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you've got Atlanta secured themselves that seven spot, right? Basically, nice or, no higher than six because of beating the Cardinals. Right? I mean, if you're a Falcons fan, you know you're sitting there and you're watching. Maybe, maybe it's because you get to watch uh, Ritter perform well, and it's it's nice to see. That. They're like, talking we, about we've been there before, right? right? Watching Kyler Murray in his rookie season, they go five, ten, and one, and win two games in de- December. And you're like, okay, this is this is to kind of get him a taste of victory. You're rookie. Yeah, quarterback. you're trying right, to trying to win. Right.
0: And you're trying to establish. If Tyler was playing right now, right. you'd be like, get some good mojo in the right. next year. Right. That's but not that's not happening with There's David no Blau. reason to. And, and that's
1: why, you know, with the Colts, and I would even put the the Rams in there, even though they've won a couple games with
0: Baker. It's like, what's the point? I think the Rams could beat well, it's the point is for LA is that's not their pick. Mm-hmm. So right. I I think that I think the Rams could beat the um, Seattle Seahawks this
1: weekend. I think that's where you look at Denver and you look at the Rams pick because it's Seattle right now at three and, and you've got Detroit at six. It's just like if you're Detroit and you're the Seahawks and you watch these teams play these meaningless games, yeah,
0: but, because they don't they don't care. I mean, they, whereas the Bears are purposely trying to lose. Right, you cannot right. convince me watching Chicago. They're they're not per. They, I mean, and a certain team in Santa Clara on Sunday. Yes. Correct. Just looking at who's available and who's not. Uh, so thank you, Producer Emma, for that uh, updated graphic. We're going to keep it updated throughout the course of Sunday as we're covering this banger of a matchup. We'll have the very latest on that, but I want to talk to everybody a little bit about the tiers of who could be fired because we've got some new insight here uh, around the NFL and how could that could affect potentially Arizona's competition. But before I, I do that, Bo, I want to talk to you about Underdog Fantasy. So Underdog Fantasy, Bo and I were not, you know let's let's say the benefactors of year long fantasy can we here can you find some new talking points I, I, for this yeah, Jeanette, no cuz i i need people <laughs> to understand that i did not have a good year long fantasy mm-hmm. i've pivoted to underdog fantasy and i'm having a much better time because if i don't do well it's daily i can pivot and i can have a fresh start tomorrow whereas if i draft you know a shit sandwich in the third round of our year long fantasy league if i go all in on cam akers at the beginning of the year that will haunt me well through halloween <sighs> so What you can do is you can get with Underdog Fantasy, draft against five of your buddies, friends, family, whomever, and you can dabble in the NBA. You can dabble in the NFL. How about the NFL playoffs? Draft six NBA players. No positional limits. It's phenomenal, and it's super easy. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app today, and here's the sweetener. With that promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So if you haven't messed with Underdog Fantasy before, download the app. Right now, use the link in the show notes. Put in PHNX. You're going to get a free 100 when you deposit 100, and you can go to town. You can go to work with your friends, whomever you want to gamble with. There's a robust slate of NBA (laughs) games tonight, or you can wait until Sunday's. Final football slate of the year, but do it with underdog fantasy. You won't be sorry that you did.
1: I was so bad at fantasy football that I destroyed a chair in my living room and mm. had to replace it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, just trying to make it relatable that i was sucking at fantasy football. <laughs> Let's do that with every ad read. But more furniture. Actually, when you're looking for new furniture, you're looking to maybe pimp out your dining room, your living room, your bedroom, your guest room. Something we've been working on in the on in the Brock household. Go to morefurniture.com. It's the best decision that you're going to make in the new year. They got that white glove delivery. So they're not just going to dump it on your doorstep and then say, hey, you figure it out from here. You throw your back out. We're going to do it for you. We're going to keep our white gloves on. I don't know if it's something they actually wear. We're actually going to have to figure out, get to the bottom of that. But the white glove delivery, they'll, they'll put the furniture anywhere you want it, just how you want it. Get that feng shui just dialed in that you need. For your living room, dining room, bedrooms. Check out morefurniture.com. Save big
0: on the best furniture in the valley when you head over to morefurniture.com. Again, we're we're one segment away and a and a halftime and a post-game show away from, from Black Monday. And I I feel like we are all but putting a bow on this Cliff Kingsbury tenure in Arizona, but we don't know. But we thought with this graphic, it could really help us contextualize where the Cardinals and everybody else stands projecting vacancies here, entering week 18, the final week of the NFL season. The done deals, the coaches are gone. They've already been fired. Now, will they retain Steve Wilkes in Carolina? Good hell. You don't think Jeff Saturday is going to stay in Indy? I couldn't tell you who's coaching the Broncos this weekend, but I, I wish the best for that person They get that get that dub. But then, Bo, you look trending that way in sleepers. We got some teams kind of in flux here. Yeah, you do.
1: You, I mean, I saw this a stat for Ron Rivera where they, I think Washington had four Pro Bowlers right this yeah. season, and they were all here before. They were all on the roster before Ron Rivera got there. Yikes! He hasn't developed anybody. Yeah, the Pro Bowl caliber. Now you look at the Cardinals and one Pro Bowler. He was on the roster before Cliff Kingsbury got here. Oh, that was Buda Baker. Interesting injuries uh, though. But I mean, it's it's all about drafting developing guys adding guys to your roster developing them I and mean, we haven't seen that with Washington you haven't seen that with Arizona you haven't seen that really with with Houston so that's why those franchises are trending the way they are and then these sleepers are 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 tough i mean these are you know Dennis Allen could be one and done but the reports are that New Orleans won't probably won't move off right. but you know there, there's still a chance there's still a pressure from a fan base or at least you should ownership should feel that because they've they've taken several steps back, and then the Jets, as you mentioned, seven losses in a row. I mean that's brutal. And the, and the the one that's crazy is Mike McDaniel. We saw that from the same guy that reported that Cliff is, Armando don't yeah. pull our strings, my Because they were eight and three, and now they're they're potentially not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I mean, Miami. Nobody's going to want that job after you know how they finished up the tenure with Flores, and then if they make Mike McDaniel the, basically the sweetheart. Of the NFL for most of the season, you're going to jettison after one
0: season? The only way I see that happening, and it's not going to be good for Cardinal fans, is if Steven Ross tries to lure Tom Brady and Sean Payton there 2.0 and says F-U NFL because he's got F-U money, no state Mm -hmm. tax in Florida, and just pays an absorbent amount of money to Tom Brady and Sean Payton. That would be bad. No. That'd be a bad look for the NFL. I hope they don't do that. I'm getting a bad look right now. Shane Diefenbach <laughs> trying to square me up here on my show, on our show, PHNX Cardinals. I don't think so. You, you had something to oh, tell our viewers to here today, now, what's going on? <laughs> no, get out of here. Get out of here. This is a professional show. We're breaking news on this show. Hopefully as early as Monday morning. But yeah, we're we're in the home stretch here, Bo. And the fan base, you can just tell. It was on the Twitter streets earlier today. You could tell how this fan base is at a boiling point, a breaking point with this franchise. It's not get us to the finish line, let us start anew, we need to get healthy, blah, 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 like it has in years prior, right? And there's a little bit more patience. It's everybody better be gone on Monday. That's what I'm seeing consistently. Yeah, you No, know, I, I think that that you can't avoid that, right?
1: You can't outrun that. It's, so the Arizona Cardinals, as far as where they are, is th- those vacancies already are, the three teams, and then the the ones that are likely to happen... I think they're in a decent spot. Like, if you can make the, co- the the case for the current coach to be kept because of injuries and stuff, and you look at the overall roster when they're, when it's healthy, you can make the case for bringing a coach who's a candidate to think this is an appealing spot, destination to come. And, look, I, they, they should be players for a guy, a coach, the caliber of Sean Payton. We've been talking about for several weeks, the fact that you you look at this and, and people are trying to kind of cross him off the list because of the dysfunction, you know, money's going to talk, power ship's going to talk, and as far as the roster uh, and who you could potentially build with, that's going to talk and speak
0: to a guy like Sean Payne. You know, I got uh, notified on Twitter, as did you before the show, somebody sent us a, a really good article, Reminder, because um, we're all kind of doubting Michael Bidwell right now. We want the best for this franchise. We know he's capable of doing the right decisions and making the right choices. But it's like, will he give the new head coach more control? Mm -hmm. And there was an article during the search of 2019 when they inevitably hired Cliff Kingsbury that Michael Bidwell would have been willing to give Mike McCarthy control of everything. Now, you could argue that that would have been a horrendous mistake, Mm -hmm. but at least he was at least looking at somebody that's won a Super Bowl, that's a champion, that had the track record, the win-loss, and said, and, and listen, whether or not you like Mike McCarthy, he's winning in Dallas. Like, they're winning the division tiles are going to the playoffs this year again, double digit win season. So he's not a joke. So I say all that to just to remind us that Mike was close to making that change. Mm-hmm. And then maybe he felt, especially with cliff. I got to keep Steve in house because cliff can't put a staff together. He doesn't have NFL contacts. I don't know. Maybe he, he's finally at the point, Bo where he wants to say, I'm going to get a football guy. Who's a football junkie who has contacts in the NFL. A yeah. lot of Bruce Arians and he can go to work, and I don't have to micromanage. I don't have to have our Monday film sessions anymore. Yeah, I mean, it, it does get
1: me concerned that as far as the top of the organization, the main decision maker is so kind of like irky-jerky yeah. as far as what direction he, go, he can go. He, he went from reportedly, and this is from via Jason Lockham for CBS Sports, like he was going to give the keys to the franchise to Mike McCarthy, like, I, I'm not a big believer in Mike McArthur. I think he's benefiting from two dynamic uh, coordinators on his staff yeah. offensively and defensively and Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore um, and, and that he lost obviously Green Bay and he almost lost Dallas before, you know, they got tim- they drafted well. I think that the fact that he was willing to give the keys to McCarthy is a little concerning and then pivot quickly off Steve Kine, but when he figured out he couldn't, he was just like, okay, we're going to stick here. The, the, like just depending on which way the direction the wind blew that day. There's there's no future, like there's no future well in place
0: or plan in place for this organization. Well, and they were they were trying to rebuild on the fly. They just endured 2018, which was you could argue worse than this year. I think this year has been more embarrassing off the field than that season. But here here's the deal: everything we've heard over the course of November, December, January now is Michael Bidwell, his inner circle really isn't involved in this process. Like he he is at least taking the time to go through his process of figuring out what's best for this franchise. This, this organization typically lets a lot of stuff get out. You know, the homework clause. I mean, there's there's times where they're not buttoned up. And you read about it in the press clippings on the TMZs of the world. So maybe Michael Bidwell, really since Kimes' departure, has said, okay, I know now I have ample time to get this done, six, eight weeks and i'm going to go through my due diligence so then come january i'm prepared with a plan in place mm-hmm. and hopefully bo you get to hear that plan on monday yeah i mean but we we felt that way
1: I, I it should have been a bad secret with ba right at least i know that we we feel like we found out on this regular season finale in 2017 right we felt like that he he maybe just told the team then and he re, he was really on the fence about retirement yeah but don't you think they maybe knew or there was a chance?
0: Like they didn't make a, oh shit, or a backup list of like if... I think there was overconfidence and time at that time to just say, you can go find somebody yeah. else. I, I just, I
1: don't want the organization to operate that way any longer. I just don't, you, like, you know, well, the, the fact that you've got a guy, a, a head coach who had, what, two stents in the hospital that season at yeah. his age, and, you know, the, obviously the, the success of that team under they him went, but was they were, two seasons previous. Yeah. And they just were like, okay, well, we'll just kind of let it play itself out and then not have a plan and play, and then we'll figure it out on the fly. It's like, no, you can ha- you can start to you can be a little bit uh, proactive, right? You can get after it as far as instead of having to just react. and Because then you're settled with like the third, fourth,
0: fifth best option on the market if you're not prepared. Yeah, You have to be more prepared for this kind of stuff. And they, I mean, Jalen Blair in the chat, and we all remember it. Let's talk about it. McCarthy- Declined the Cardinal job. He sat out that year. Bien-Ami, Eric Bienemy has declined interviews with the Cardinals. Mike Munchak, we remember that during the Bruce Arians cycle, declined an interview with, with Arizona. And yeah, Peyton, Sean Payton is not a given, right? But money talks, shit walks. I mean, if Michael Bidwell <laughs> is willing to pay a premium for a premium, they're going to get a big time head coach. And I think, Bo, to your point, this is the first time really since they've had an opening in 2012, 2013, mm. and 2018 there are blue-chip head coaching candidates available. They're available right mm-hmm. now. You can go get Jim Harbaugh tomorrow and pay him $20 million a year to be your head coach. And say what you want about him, you feel a hell of a lot better about this team's trajectory. Of course, you'd say the same thing about Sean Payton. We're both big fans of D'Amico Ryan. I, mean, I, I, I have a hard time believing if Michael Bidwell is going to pay a premium for a head coach, yeah. given the proximity of where this franchise is, geographically right, the pieces that are in place, this is not a bear-covered, that somebody wouldn't take this job. It's you said it's one of 32. Yeah. And it's got a franchise quarterback.
1: I I know that Kyler Murray's become more of a polarizing figure as far as this organization goes, but I think that there if if you think you're anything any uh, if, if you're talented as a head coach, play caller at all, uh leader of men that you would be able to get a guy with his talent uh his talents back on track. Yeah. Like, as far as that, and and some of the guys in this in this organization already, like the Isaiah Simmons, uh, Zayvon Collins, Buddha Baker, like you, you look at the guys on this roster. If you think you're worth a lick at all, yeah. As a as a as a head coach, you should look at this like, yeah, I can work with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. We're going to end up finding out one way or the other over the course of the next three days, Bo. Do you have any f- official predictions? Maybe you want to throw out there ahead of Sunday. Yeah, I
1: think this is the last game for Cliff Kingsbury.
0: You think so? Yeah, I do. And I don't think that's like...
1: I'm not... That's not hot takes. (laughs) It's not a take that's hotter than a thousand suns. I mean, that's... I think that that's the logical move. And if they don't move off of him, um, that this fan base is going to revolt. You
0: believe that they did not move off of him? It's purely financial. It's purely placeholder. Next year, no Kyler. Maybe lack of confidence that somebody would take this job. And a bit of arrogance.
1: Yeah. You know, thinking... And and also se- lack of self awareness,
0: you know, as an organization. Yeah, well, we know they have that. Uh, I'm with Bo. I'll double down. I, I think anybody who's waiting for a firing on Sunday, I don't. That's not how the Cardinals operate when they yeah, fire. Patient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ken Wizenhut, Steve Wilkes were yeah. both fired on on a Monday morning. Uh, so I I believe that that is when it's going to go down, and we're going to get a press conference uh, later on Monday. Bo will be there, but hey, we got a game to play ahead of that phnx cardinals go phnx.com subscribe our guy howard is going to be writing his preview article slam the promo code howard h-o-w-a-r-d become a diehard at gophnx.com. pick up some free merch from the phnx merchandise locker when you sign up 20 percent off for any event that we have here at phnx including our tea party next week with four peaks uh january 13th uh, just there's no better time right now, and I say this with all sincerity, become a diehard as we hunker in for what I believe is going to be the most uncertain offseason in recent memory for this franchise, and you want to keep it locked in at gophx.com, Bo.
1: Yeah, and I think it's if you look at gophx.com right now with Howard Balzer's work, it, this is what's great about this company is you have kind of contrasting opinions like Johnny and I are here pretty much saying these are the final days of Cliff Kingsbury where Howard actually makes a case for Cliff Kingsbury. So, and I I think it's, it's important to be kind of armed with all the facts with with all the stats, with, with the, with all the details going into this. So, you know, making everybody a more informed Cardinals fan, because I think that there's some, there's some good points in there. I, I still
0: can't disagree with the idea that he needs to go. It would it would be agenda-based uh driven from a mindset that we'll we'll, we'll rebound next year because yeah. of injuries and again i don't you're not gonna have kyler murray to lean on in september next year that's a fact right. that's that's indisputable so cliff kingsbury on this seven game losing streak presumably with a backup in september albeit against a fourth place schedule you're gonna get the fan base fired up about that those are questions that need to be asked Um, Question for you. Have you been to Octane Raceway in Maverick lately? Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's a great place to go. Just hang out. You kind
1: of put the pedal to the floor, left lane hammer down. Just go out there and and ride the carts or go out there. They've got the alleys out there, right? they got the bowling. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place to take the fam. My kid's a little too young for it, so I'll just have his his uh, his mom hold on to him, and I'll just go do some laps. I'll just go burn some rubber out <laughs> the there. Annie. Uh, but it's also great. They got they've got great happy hours, great specials throughout mm-hmm. the week. Octane Raceway's got everything that you would want.
0: Welcome them to the PHNX family. Check out Octane Raceway uh, Mondays. They've got fifteen dollars unlimited fun pass. We've used those Taco Trios fifty percent off on Tuesdays. Winning Wednesdays half price arcade games. Big Bucket Thursday, 20 bucks. You get a whole beer bucket. Trivia Night on Friday. So if you want to head out there, 8 to $10 drink specials. And then Saturday and Sunday, 50% off signature bowling before noon. So they got deals every day. Frank Sanders won the Octane Raceway, yeah. PHNX official outing. Frank's going to be here on Sunday as well as Damian Anderson as we put a bow on the 2022 Arizona Cardinals season.
1: Yeah. Joel's, uh he says he's jumping ship if, if Cliff is back. So got some good alternative programming for you. PHNX Suns is great. PHNX D-backs, you know, all of our PHNX products are perfect. So if you get tired of us, just uh, because we're probably just going to turn the mics on if, if he's back on Monday and just openly weep for a half hour before we, we just shut we us We need off. all
0: of you. We need to be strong <laughs> as a group. Again, we feel like 99% done deal, 1%, always a possibility with the Bidwell family. Yeah. Uh, always a possibility that you haven't subscribed to PHNX Cardinals yet. Hello, what are you doing? Go to your podcast right now. Slam the subscribe button. We just crossed 8,000 subscribers on YouTube. Hooray. It's awesome. But we want to add you right now. And we want you to be prepared for this insane offseason that's coming up. So click that bell. Get all the reminders of when your boy, your other boy, go live this off season. You can only do that at PHNX Sports. Subscribe today. Bo, it's been fun. It has. We've made it. We're almost at the finish line. God help us. PHNX Cardinals halftime postgame show. Santa Clara, Cardinals go in. David Blau, does he come out? We'll see. (laughs) But we'll see you on Sunday. Bye, everybody.